Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> I mean, this song. We're excited to hear your opinions. I'm, I'm like picking your brain about who you ship the most. <laughs> I'm trying to get it all out of her before we start. I'm like, so, who do you ship? I know, exactly. We gotta I make like, sure we're, we're compatible. I know. Okay. I don't know, though. We might have some different opinions. I know. Bringing a new twist to our show. Exciting. It's always good to have. Um, and also, there were a lot of twists on tonight's episode. I think we kind of went from... I don't know, it felt completely different in tone from the premiere episodes one and two to me. Um, this episode felt like a jump in some ways. Um, not completely, but I, like Rachel and Kurt, for example, definitely kind of, we knew they were going to have ups and downs, but right now they're kind of back on and up, and I felt like that was a fast transition for them to go through. I mean, I kind of agree. If you think about it, like, the first two episodes of this season, it was just about getting the audience back and, like, picking up where everybody left off, so, like, a lot of it may seem overwhelming, but now that that has been established, we're just like, all right, let's just keep going. This is, you know, we're already here. Now it's about moving forward with everybody's lives. We have to keep reminding ourselves that we have 13 episodes this season, so even though we think things are happening quick, it can't possibly be quick enough, because now we're down to nine episodes episodes. So, yeah. you know, I was thinking that too when watching them thing. I'm surprised we got a mashup this early on in the season. Uh, but it's not that early on. We're a third of the way through. Yeah, so, already. Or yeah. a, f- a fourth of the way through. Math wasn't my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in school, kids. <laughs> I mean, yes, we have a good portion of the season left, but we're already done with when three episodes is a significant portion of your season. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, something to think about. And yeah. they already combined episodes one and two. But I think we should jump to the biggest news of the night. I think. <laughs> right? That's exciting. I know. Roxy sure. is so excited for this. Right. And I'm excited, too. I just have to preface it. I texted Roxy before we even watched the episode. I was like, Roxy, you're going to freak out because I know you were going to be so excited. I'm just the biggest Britanna. If this is anybody's first time tuning into our show, I'm, I like, I'm obsessed with them. I think they're so amazing. So, yeah, I've been waiting for this moment for a really, really long time. It was most most interesting to me, though, is how this came so quickly, but we're 
we're holding off on Blaine and Kurt. And that's Should we like actually say in case oh, someone yeah. it, it, like hasn't watched the episode and somehow watching us is learning that through us? Santana and Brittany are in fact engaged. <laughs> now we can continue on. And <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just think it's amazing because that means we're going to get to see the entire season of them being together, which I'm excited about. I don't want to see them bickering anymore. I feel like they've gone through enough. We know that they're going to end up together. There was I, no way that I thought Ryan Murphy was going to have them break up. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this. So do we think that it's going to be happiness from now on? What are, what are you thinking? With them, yes. I wouldn't be surprised if they end the season with them, like, doing the whole wedding and everything. You think so? We have yeah, some news gossip about that. Ooh, really? Yeah. But I like how they even started off that, like, Santana's changing her mind about New York and now wants yeah. to start another life and move in with Brittany so they can start the lives together. And then to jump to... Let's just get engaged. We're so in love with each other. I liked it. Yes, it was like zero to sixty, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's not like they just started dating. And that's yeah. what that's but, what I felt like was that we had we've seen the course of their relationship. Yes, the engagement felt zero. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline to 60, but it wasn't like, oh, they started dating last week, and now they're getting married. It, mm-hmm. it felt deserved in yeah. so many ways, and I think Glee fans out there would feel that, that, like, it was a deserved moment. I know Roxy felt that. <laughs> but I, I did really think it was funny, though, how uh, Santana was telling her, we can go to Columbia or NYU, like, they could just jump back into school to an Ivy League school. I thought it was because really she's hilarious. she's a genius. I know. And I'm like, well, Santana's not a genius. I'm really confused how she would be going on one of those. But go for it. Parts of me wanted to punch Kurt in the face this episode because of what he did. I mean, who stands up at somebody's engagement like that? Like, are you the biggest meanie pants that ever lived? What's, well, he's so bitter. I know. And I'm like, that's not fair to Santana and Brittany who are so in love. They've had, yes, they've had their ups and downs in their relationship, but that shouldn't, you shouldn't take your past bad experiences and ruin someone's good moment. Right. What's crazy to me is that this relationship has soured Kurt's character. It's so oh, funny because he was I know. pretty uplifting and like believed in love, believed in people, like saw the good in everything and now we're kind of seeing him fall apart and I hope he somehow like puts his puzzle or his life back together. I don't like bitter Kurt. Yeah. I don't want to see bitter Kurt anymore. We've seen bitter Kurt. I want to see better Kurt. You know, like, why why do we have to go through this right now again? it's so bad for a teaching experience. He's acting so immature in front of all of those students. The two of them, even Rachel, they don't acknowledge that she's acting immature too, but she is. Just like bickering in front of your kids, that's outrageous. Can you imagine having a teacher like that? I never had an experience like that where two teachers were fighting in front of me. You could get fired. No, I mean, exactly. That's the thing, is that those kids deserve better and because if you think about their experiences with mr Shu, they had like he never bickered he bickered with sue but that's a completely different yeah that was like a, yeah. a rivalry yeah this isn't a rivalry it's best friends yeah and they just don't know how to teach and mind you it's their first time so like it'll right. take time to figure that out of course but i think that do that behind closed doors and figure out what's good and bad about teaching and what how you can improve and make lessons and all those things instead of doing it in front of everyone. 
I, I agree. I just want to remind everybody that we do go live with this show um, on Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So if you are watching us live, make sure you're on YouTube and you are commenting in the section. I'm looking at all the comments right now, and I'll I'll try to chime in with what you guys are saying at different points. So make sure you're doing that. Absolutely. Um, and let's jump into the song that Santana and Brittany sang tonight before we move on from that exciting news. I'm excited to see this play out. <laughs> of course, they did a mashup of Alanis Morissette and Carol King. They were almost all mashups tonight. A few just yeah. Carol King songs. But Hand in My Pocket and I Feel the Earth Move. This was one of my favorites tonight, actually. Oh, I completely I agree. agree. They just went really well together. It was, like, kind of seamless. It, se- right. it seemed like the original song. I mean, I know both these songs. I've known both these songs for a very long time, of mm-hmm. course. But it just flowed. And sometimes these mashups, I feel like, can be a little bit of a force. And this really wasn't. And I liked it how this was the the first number back in the Glee club. The physical yeah. space where yeah. they built their relationship. It felt so right. With them singing together. Right there. Was it weird for anybody else, though, to watch them go back to, like, that performance mode? Because the whole last season was all of them in school just singing like on the streets or in the apartment. <laughs> it was like weird to watch them actually perform again. It was different for me. I think that was one of my biggest problems with last season. Yeah, was it was I like, would agree. It, it felt so unrealistic. I, what I've loved about yeah. Glee always is it's like it's not true that people just break into song and dance in the hallways, <laughs> but when you're in a Glee club and you're in the room, of course you can break into song <laughs> and dance. That's what it's for. So like for you to be singing all over New York, that's just not that's, that's, not, like, that's not okay. So I, I think that it was really cool to watch them back in the Yeah, it was room. different. It was cool. Yeah, I like that we, all last season, we kind of had this New York to McKinley and going back and forth. And at times it really worked and sometimes a splash of L.A. And, but it's nice to have this kind of smaller environment again. In a lot of ways, it's like allowing the characters to interact again and in a completely different way than the phone calls and, like, they tried last season, and it was interesting for a minute, but it, for an entire season, I think it grew old. Are you guys yeah. missing New York and L.A. at all, or are you just happy to be back in McKinley? For, I miss, I miss oh, the ahead. loft. I actually <laughs> liked the loft. But I wanted that's to live in it. that loft. Yeah, exactly. I love that, that like, loft. That million-dollar loft yeah. in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that was it was interesting. I just... I think I got enough of it, and now I'm ready for what the show was all about, especially in this final season. I yeah. I love that they're back at McKinley, and I don't know. I there there's a part of me that, of course, these shows the people have to grow up, and it's it's interesting that they're bringing it back there. But for this particular show, it's working for me. Yeah, I agree, and in just especially having literally everyone back in the same location, it makes it feel like it did in the first two seasons. Right, it brings- it's genuine. It's, we get that nostalgic feeling that everyone loves, that they're just performing. But speaking of leaving New York, I'm, and even just being back in McKinley with people being gone, we've lost a lot of characters this year. We have lost a lot. And yeah. so I, I think this is an interesting comment from Boo69BIES wants to know, what happened to Elliot, Adam Lambert's character? Now that Kurt is <laughs> Maybe they can have a go. That's if Blaine and Kurt don't get back together. I mean, great point. I loved his character. Well, Star, 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 Star Child, Child, Star Child. Child. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I, I call him Starship all season. It was not a good look. Uh, but we miss. We're missing a lot of people. We're missing Jake. We're missing Ryder. We're missing so many characters. Even like Demi Lovato's character. Right. It was really cool. That that was cool about last season. We had a lot of new, fresh blood, which I mm-hmm. I did enjoy. And they all are gone except for Kitty. Well, what I found interesting was Jake and Kitty were this 
relationship for a time, and we kind of lost that whole like love triangle. Was it Jake and Kate? No, it was Jake, Kitty, Jake and Marley. Marley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Marley was a writer at some point too. Yeah. Yeah, but we lost all of these characters minus and what happened. Like, that's what I'm kind of curious about. And people have been tweeting at me being like, they're introducing more characters, but we don't get any resolution. That's on, true. Yeah. On, um, unless you watch Whiplash, and then you got to see Marley. <laughs> I mean, that is true. That is Great very movie, true. Great movie, by the way. Yeah. Congrats on their noms. Yeah, I mean, that's an incredible film. But yes, on Glee, we do not get to know what happens to her. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I do miss some of that, but I get why they want to focus on the core again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah. you can argue either way, I feel like, in terms of we want to know, what, but it's almost two separate shows to me. It, I it's agree. Great. Yeah. Like, but, you want a spinoff kind of thing? Maybe. Would you they, would you want to Would they all with, go back to New York? Though? Well, would the spinoff be with them, or would it be with the new directions from last year? No. Um, I, part of me feels like audiences never really got that attached to that last crew, though, and that's why they haven't really incorporated them. Well, much, the thing which is, they we, may come back. season four and five was the time for the audience to get attached, but people weren't liking it. I know. And, like, unfortunately, that was one of the reasons why the ratings were going down too, because people weren't latching on to these new people they yeah. were bringing in. We wanted to go back to the originals, and now they're listening, and we are going back to them. And so, feels better too. I guess this could kind of be a prediction, though. But is if we're seeing all these different schools because we are competing, and Sue supposedly made them transfer away, could we be seeing some of these people again in Vocal Adrenaline? Maybe, or, or yeah. maybe at Dalton. Like I, I don't know. That would be really interesting. I think the only like not to get into predictions territory to bring them back to in a way for the audience to get some resolution yeah. with them is to bring them back and have them perform again in competition and then be like, okay, yes, we're all just here for our talent. I agree. And that's yeah, I agree. It. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and let us know what you're thinking. Of course, you can go on iTunes, YouTube, tweet us, whatever. There's many ways to get in contact. Rate, comment on our show. We obviously love reading them. Roxy's doing a great job reading them out today. <laughs> Thanks, girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, and, you know, we read them all week, so it's definitely something, and you, of course, can watch us live at 4 p.m. on YouTube um, on Mondays. We're getting a lot of awesome comments, too. Keep them coming. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's super fun. But let's jump into, I don't know, Kurt and Blaine and Dave. I know we talked a little bit about Kurt's demeanor this season, but it's making me sad watching him be so jealous over Blaine and Dave. As we said, it's really not a good look, and it'd be one thing if I liked this couple, but okay, I'm reading these comments and nobody seems to be liking Blaine and Dave. No. Angie Harris says, Blaine and Dave are a strange pairing. I could not agree more. Like, yeah. agree. It, it's just so awkward to watch them and then them going into the apartment today, and it's like, I can't root for them. It's not even that I hate Dave anymore, but it's like, ugh. I I think it's more of a relationship of convenience, not out of real romance or love towards each other. It's just they're kind of just there. Okay, let's put them together. But you don't move in together with somebody because it's convenient. So that's why it's weird. But but the audience still hasn't even really seen Blaine with Dave to to really see if they have on-screen chemistry and like what their problems are and what they're going through together. Right. I feel like Blaine was lonely and looking for someone but yeah moving in together that's a step that you just don't see but again the season is on fast forward so mm-hmm. it's like we that might be something that was spread out between you know five or six episodes and we would have had more time to see them as a couple but now we're getting this in this fast forward so it feels very rushed that was the moment that where i was like oh they're really the zero to 60 couple yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> like are they gonna get engaged 
Because I think that will, as an oh, audience, no. we won't support that. Well, mm-hmm. and it drives me crazy because there has to be another gay man in that town of Lima. Like, there has to be. Why did we have to set him <laughs> up with Dave? Was that, right? Yeah. And it just feels like forced. I'm like, did we have to do that? We could have brought in a new character that was really fun, that gave, like, another couple to kind of root for that, I don't know. It yeah. just seems crazy. Right. It's like, there. this is no competition to Kurt and Blaine. Exactly. And maybe that's the point. Maybe we're supposed to still be rooting yeah. for Kurt and Blaine. Because I am. I am rooting for them. But it's like, I would like to root for them over something. This isn't even something to root for them over because it's exactly. nothing to me. You, Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I think that at the end of the day, or at the end of the season, the, the end of the show, we're all supposed to be for Blaine and Kurt. Like, I think that's the end game here, but I would like a more, like, believable, or, or, like, why is it not working between Blaine and Dave? It just seems awkward at this point. Like, we don't have enough information to really know beyond it seems awkward. Like, they seem mismatched. And the other thing is that we keep seeing these Blaine-Kurt flashbacks, which are really making me emotional. Mm -hmm. I know for some people, I've been reading that it hasn't been working for them, but for me, it's really working, because we've seen these moments and these memories, and it's reminding me why I love them so much together. Like, them kissing, them fighting for each other, whatever it is. I want a teenage dream flashback. <laughs> oh, that's what such I want. Such a great oh, moment. Such great a history great moment. right there. Yeah. <laughs> also, the thing is, is that like as much as I love Kurt right now, I'm not liking him, and I don't like the fact that I'm not liking him because right. he's the one that broke it off with Blaine, and yet he's the one being bitter and whatnot about this whole another relationship. Yes, Blaine maybe has moved on. Who knows? But I mean, it's it's just kind of like. Kurt doesn't have the right to be really upset about Blaine trying to move on. Because he ended it. Because he's the one that ended it. Yeah, but you know, there's something to be said about having your own independence, but there's also something to be said about the fact that we don't like Kurt when he's not with Blaine. That means that Blaine clearly makes him a better person. So I think that it's just proving again that Kurt should be with somebody, if not Blaine, like Blaine. Yes. Yes. But I love Santana, how she just ripped him in. Oh, my one. God. Well, he deserved it. I, yeah. It was so rightfully good, so. Oh, rightfully my God. so. Way what? to go, Santana. What? A, <laughs> like, what, is he kidding me? You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I totally agree. I thought she was completely in the right with um, what she said to Kurt. But on the flip side, what she said to Becky, I felt really uncomfortable watching. I like that she was being like you have to be on it like it just felt like she was being very harsh with Becky oh when when Becky ran out of the chorus room yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it was legitimate I, I thought it was the, yeah. oh, a lot of the Becky storyline bothered me yeah. but not that part but and I, I think it was also like we know Santana in both different completely different situations Santana still coming from a good place and that's just her character so the want to just say brutally honest and straight to your face, despite if she's making you happy or not. So for Becky, for because she is a more mild character in whatnot, it might seem more offensive, just because that's who she is. But knowing Santana, where she's coming from, it's all it's all meant as a good thing, right? So what did we think about Becky and Daryl then? As a, as a couple, do we like them? or are we... I wonder where they're going with this. Introducing a new couple this season? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that Becky is part of the season and a big part of the season because I was worried they weren't going to include her, and I love Becky's character. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I it's, It just makes me feel... And maybe uncomfortable is a good thing because this show many times has made me feel uncomfortable, and I think that's because it's groundbreaking. Right. But I do feel a little uncomfortable watching this. I like Daryl, though. You I do have, like it? I love the I whole like storyline. You do? I really, really do. It's part of the... exact Like you said, it's part of the reason I like the show. I think Ryan Murphy does such a great job of bringing in huge topics and 
making everybody uncomfortable while still being comical and relatable with it. And I love it. I love, like, the way Sue and all the other characters responded to it. I think it's the way that a lot of us would respond to it. That's what made me uncomfortable, though. Like, Sue's response and them being so negative on him. It was just, it was weird for me that nobody believed that this could be possible and nobody believed his intentions. Because I feel like I wouldn't have thought about it like that. I don't know. But I think that's what Glee does so well, is that they're going to bring up the snap judgments that so many people nowadays just have towards people without knowing them. And then having that positive spin on it and having a positive ending it's like okay there is hope for everyone i love that daryl and becky in um was it breadsticks the restaurant yeah because they couldn't go to fun right (laughs) like i thought that they were sweet together and i really like that i don't know if he's the right guy for her or not yet but i just want her we've seen her struggle so much throughout the course of the show that i really do want her to have a happy ending and whatever that means for her if that's daryl that's phenomenal and i can see that there's like a recourse there and there's something really sweet about it but i don't know that it's she's very talented oh yeah this performance i thought tonight was really strong and i love seeing that side because usually we just see becky being kind of bitchy yeah and so i like seeing her be a little more vulnerable sometimes i wanted to hear her british inner dialogue i I mean i was waiting for that the whole time i know this would have been the perfect episode because she's going through her life she's thinking a lot about it a lot of things like i would have loved to bring that back for another episode i completely agree i agree (laughs) That would have been a great callback. I also just love that um, Glee does this all the time with their characters. I think that there's a lot of times you see, um, you know, like someone with Down syndrome or some other, like, disability or what have you, and that becomes their entire character on a show. And with Becky, there's so much there's so many layers there and the actress does such a great job of playing that because it's not just one like oh this is my disability and and this is how it affects me it's like she has attitude she has like all these different things going on and i think that that's phenomenal i also thought they did a very good job doing that with Artie all for yeah, all the seasons great point. but speaking of which he was not in tonight's episode which drove me crazy yeah it drives yeah. me crazy because i love him right yeah. and mike chang that drives me crazy yeah. too. We still yeah. haven't had like I need them to be a strong presence in this final season. I need that. And even though they've brought Puck back, he hasn't spoken oh, a he, word. He didn't say What's anything. up? It seems like the writers are mad at him. They're right? not giving him songs. They're not giving him solos. It's just maybe like, next episode. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> but I just feel like he's been standing there and how frustrating. Like, to, right? just like I was like, we want to hear from you. We want to know what's going on with you and Quinn. We have these like moments of, oh, you you're still with Quinn, but like, what's happening? Why are you right. not talking? Mm-hmm. And Sam, who's not even an original, is getting way more. More airtime than a lot of the originals, which I'm fine with because I love Trotty Mouth, but like, (laughs) come on. But why aren't they letting him in the choir room? Like, they're keeping him around, but he's not going. Well, it's not like they're not letting him in. He had a a bigger story outside of the choir room. So I will give it to to that. Like, he is growing as just a person, as a character, because he's dealing with more real worldly situations. Everyone's saying that this season they want to see either a flashback or or another time where he does Sam the Stripper again. Oh, I yes. don't know. I don't know if we'll see it. Maybe but like in still. honor of Magic Mike. Yes, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or at least a synchronized awesome. swimming thing. <laughs> Something. Man, amazing. Um, but that's probably a good place to transition into, of course, Coach Beast's storyline tonight, which was a big. I thought a big unexpected one. I like. I. I. I thought 
throughout the episode, I knew where it was going. But before this episode, I did not see that coming. Right. You know, I, till the end, when they said that she had cancer, I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, but I, I saw something like that coming. I saw something being up with her character. But this is re- one of my favorite storylines going on right now. It's groundbreaking. It's really, mm-hmm. really cool what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and introducing it. I hope they have enough time this season to flesh it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. And I think with such a big, very sensitive topic, they handle it very tastefully. Yeah. And not in a very opposing or very derogatory way. That They handle it really great. This felt like a Ryan Murphy special. Like, this is what he does so well, is write these scenes that feel so poignant and, like, of the moment. You have all these topics coming up in society. It's mirroring, again, what we talk about all the time, mirroring society in such a real way, and that's what he does. You know, it's been in the public eye now, like, very strong this past year. Um, Our executive producer, Maria, on her show Untold, she did an entire portion about this, interviewing the uh, woman on... Orange is the New Black, and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of celebrities now that have had sex changes or what, or identify yeah. in a certain mm-hmm. way, and I find it fascinating and amazing that we're in a year that people feel comfortable doing that, and right. the fact that they're addressing that on the show, which is the show that addresses all major hot mm-hmm. topic issues, is great. And I, I was also going to just say, like, on a major network, to yeah, have this happening yeah. at... I think it's on 9 p.m. on Fox on Friday nights. Like, that's an incredible, like, moment just in TV history as well. And I also like the fact that it's an adult that's going through this situation. It's not one of the teenagers or a young adult. It's for, it's the adult community. So having that message reach out to the older demographic and still having the acceptance of everything that's going on. This just shows that Glee crosses so many different people and is relatable to so many different ages. I wonder if we will see all of the aftermath or at least all of the like conversation throughout the school because I, I was telling you guys off air that in my high school we had uh, there was a, a man teacher who decided he identified as a woman and went through a sex change and um, it was just so interesting because people were talking about it but everybody was really supportive but I'm from somewhere very liberal and they're a little more conservative here yeah. So, but they have changed a lot, you know, then I feel like they are more open to things. So I feel like it'd be interesting to see how this community, McKinley, would react. In mm-hmm. terms of the show, we know that Spencer, the new character, the new um, football player, knows something is up. But he doesn't right. know yet what is up. And he's going to be doing some detective work because he would rather Sam be the coach. I right. love him. Yeah. So, it, like, you love Spencer? Oh yes, and he is so attractive. What, are they, what <laughs> are they calling him? The new age guy or something? The, the, the modern age, modern like yeah. something. I, I love him doing. I, he's great. I didn't really like him in tonight's episode only because he was snooping and then going against Beast. And then, to I mean, unfortunately for his character, he didn't know the whole story. So then, knowing the end result, it was like that just made him look even more worse as a person. But don't you think it will see a good side of him because we'll be able to see that Beast is going to be gone for a little bit. So Spencer's going to think Sue fired her and then is going to think that he got his way and now is going to maybe come into Glee Club or something. See, that's one possibility. I also was thinking, of course, Sam seemed more supportive of him taking on the quarterback role. But do you think that when he finds out what he did to Coach Beast, that he was the one who was like, the like, you know, revealing her right. secrets? Will he go 
you know, Sam's the kind of guy who would not stand for that, I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah if he understands it, he's not always been the brightest bulb. Um, <laughs> or Sam. I don't even mean that in a mean way. I just mean I feel like he wouldn't think that was malicious because Sam doesn't have a malicious bone in his body. Yeah. 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 Might not see it. Yeah. In the yeah. Right way. But I don't know if Spencer is the one who will fully accept everything that's going on. I feel like he will with being new age in his way. I, I honestly didn't think him going to sue was as malicious as he maybe intended it to be. He still seemed like, I don't necessarily want to be here. Yeah. Like, she's acting out. She was taking these pills. I didn't feel like it was completely malicious in the way that he was doing it. I agree with that. I agree. Mm -hmm. And especially the fact that he turned down Sue's initial offer. It makes us know that he's not, at least not always, a mean person. Right. Yeah, I could see his character going either way. I feel like he, Spencer, could really turn everyone against Coach Beast and make it impossible for her to return or be the one who's kind of leading the, you know, that Mm -hmm. it's it's okay and we should accept this. But I gotta say, like, I really hands hands up to Sue. She was amazing in tonight's episode. So supportive Mm -hmm. for even, you know, Becky and Beast and just everything both of them were going through. She was there and being the real adults, like... If you want to come back, you know, you, your job is still waiting here for you, and we're not going to think anything less of you. Right. I don't know if she gave Becky the best advice by saying that <laughs> she lied, but I absolutely agree. For what Sue is, we make a lot, you know, she throws a lot of hate out there, and she is our villain of the show for all intents and purposes. But when it comes down to these real, real things, she's very strong and incredible. Oh, yeah. And the fact that she she is still able to poke fun while being supportive, that's why we love her. Yeah, and also, I was also speaking at the moment, yes, yeah, she did give bad advice out of that woman, but also when she had that sit-down with Daryl, being the motherly, what are your intentions with Becky? Like, being that adult in that supportive way. Mm -hmm. We are going to get a return of mean Sue, though. We saw it in the (laughs) preview. Like, it's, this is like, she has those moments, though, where she's kind, and then the next week she, like, turns the dime. And, yeah. We got to see uh, Nini again in tonight's episode. So that was inter- yeah, yeah, that was an interesting moment. I mean, I-, I thought it was kind of a strange moment. But- <laughs> it felt like a throwaway moment, though. Like, it wasn't as big as a return as she should have had. In a way, I felt you know? like they, that was one of those things where I felt like she came in and there was probably more content there, and yeah. they had to, like, trim it for time yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because the actual content wasn't important for the storyline. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. nice to have a cameo again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I, yeah. I was like, ooh, I want more from you, and I'm imagining they probably filmed more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Let's see. Do you want to talk about some songs? Are we ready yeah. for our songs? Yeah. yeah, we kind of... Let's jump into it. Of course, the first song tonight was just a Carol King song. It's too late, and this is one of my personal favorite yeah, Carol, King, yeah, Carol King songs in general, and I thought Blaine... I mean... Just amazing. His voice is yeah, you insane. Know, I agree with that, but I thought that Kurt knocked this one out of the yeah. park. Um, yeah. And honestly, I've been telling you guys when I'm watching the season, I feel like Chris Colfer is a little over this show at this point. Yeah. I just am kind of getting that vibe. But this song was right in the register that I like him to be singing in. You know, Sometimes they put him at that ultra hype and he can hit it, but this is where I love his voice. So I thought he nailed it. And Blaine did a great job, too. Yeah, and I loved the way it was edited also. 
Like, yeah. I really did. Uh, there was one time when they had their Split them lined screen. up that I actually didn't like it, but when they came back at the end with them both sitting there and he was on the piano, right. I actually really liked that one a lot. And I liked them singing towards each other when they were at, dressed, like, back in their warbler clothes Dalton. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. everyone was like, I loved that. It looked cool. I know, and I forgot yeah. about that. I was like, what is this? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, is it a memory? Or like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, it look, It didn't look like a flashback. It looked like new content that yeah. was filmed just for this one. And, like, Kurtz and Dalton attire, I don't understand it. <laughs> but I did like how the song started. It was one of those spontaneous numbers yeah. that we love and miss so much. Yeah, so yeah. Good. I agree. I thought they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of those things where I just felt like, oh, it was nice to have this those like pure voices. Sometimes we've talked about it before on our show that you get lost in the theatrics of it all, and that's fun too. But this felt like simple to me in a lot of ways. Joseph Boza says, "I thought after the first song we would get a snap of Kurt waking up crying, realizing it was a dream," and he agrees that he gets that vibe from Kurt slash Chris. Mm. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah. Well, we we did talk about last week that all these people, uh, all the actors will be moving on and we'll be talking about the casting news and we have a little bit of it tonight. Right. Um, and so maybe he's just started to look at new parts and, you know, has is, it's sad as that is, is kind of ready to take that next step. I just hope that they're all appreciative of what this show did for them Seriously. and their yeah. careers. Yeah. yeah. It's I, life-changing. I completely agree. And yeah. I, I'm not saying that they aren't because I haven't spoken to them, so <laughs> I'm sure that they are, but that's what... I mean, they do seem, when you hear them in interviews, genuinely understanding that it was like a moment in time and they had a huge pop culture moment and, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know... I, I would say this is one of the biggest shows of the decade. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that uh, the Fox Fox president would agree with you on that. <laughs> uh, Lucky for that. I like some news and gossip on that. Um, so, that being said, let's jump into the... We talked about um, Hand in My Pocket, of course. So, let's jump into uh, Will Will You Love Me Tomorrow and Head Over Feet. Sorry, I had to read my own handwriting. It was difficult for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt the same way about this song that Jane and Mason felt about this song, that they could have done a little better. It sounded good, but it was what it was. I liked it. Yeah, I liked this because of its simplicity, and I'm always down to simplicity, because I felt like this is the kind of song that Jane should have sang for her solo audition. Like, this song really enhances her, it shows the audience what her true talent is, not just dancing around a room, you know, and then performing, but her actual singing capabilities. This is a song that she should have, like, in this type of realm, she should have sang for her audition. She's yet to knock it out of the park for me. That's really? just how it is. I think he did a great job. He reminds me a lot of Blaine, um, and so I, I'm loving his voice. I love his vibe. She just, last week and this week, I think she has a really great voice, but she's just not performing the way I want her to. I liked it. I didn't love it. And that's literally what I wrote. I I just wanted something more, and I couldn't even identify what that more was. Maybe it is that performance aspect, or I just wasn't sure that I know they're, like, possibly pushing a romantic connection there, it seems. He's supposed to be gay. Yeah, I thought that's how they presented him originally, but maybe I could be completely wrong. I don't know. I thought they presented him as being in love with his sister. They kept, like, making <laughs> they that yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it just, there was something there that they're trying to push, or maybe it's a friendship. Yeah. I'm unclear. Tweet at me. I'm sure you all I was, know. <laughs> I was having a hard time connecting to this song, only because there was two different things going on. Them two singing, and then the flashbacks of Kurt and Blaine. We also had a lot of that, those moments yeah. throughout, which yeah. made Kurt more emotional. I'm like, okay, if you had the first number and the third number 
are already having Kurt wanting to go to Blaine, it kind of sets the tone. Maybe he should go after Blaine, but he did nothing. Yeah, but that was my favorite part of the song still. I'm loving these flashbacks. I don't even know why. Maybe it's because it's season six and I'm nostalgic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Same way. But I felt like there was just too much going on in this number for to connect to it. Hmm. Yeah, but I will say with the whole Jane thing and not being knocked out of the park, I keep because I'm completely satisfied with her performances. I totally am. But I understand the not being blown away by it, but I keep wondering if that's because they're trying to... Save it? Well, yeah, to stay away from trying to introduce this new, amazing female vocalist and keep it based around the original cast rather than trying to do what they did with, like, Marley last year and... You know what I mean? if that's the case, then why didn't they just stick with Marley and that crew? Yeah. Because I felt like they were trying to compete with her. Like, you know what I mean? I felt like they brought her on to make her that center female so they could later move away from them being in New York and mm. focus on high school. And it just didn't work. So, like, why try to bring in... Yeah, and the thing with Marley is that every, when we brought Marley in, everyone was saying Marley is the new Rachel. So yeah, she always she had, like, someone to live up to and compare herself to. And I feel with Jane, there's really no competition between her and Rachel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And why didn't we see Madison perform at all? I don't know. Mm-hmm. As, and that new boy, which I really like, and I don't remember his name. Spence? No, no. Roderick. Roderick has my favorite voice on the show right now. I yes. Think. I love him. I think Completely. he's very endearing. Yeah. yeah. I I agree. Like, I just, I felt like, I just want more from her, and maybe we'll get it. I, I'm I hoping think so. It's possible, for sure. Seems like she wants more from herself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and I appreciated that, because I think that that's a real moment in a high school choir is that you would get to a point where you you might have those conversations or in a glee club where you're like I want to do better how do I do it and going to your coach and trying to like get that I think is an important thing you're still learning you're in high school um, <laughs> from, from Joelle sorry I butcher names Gillipsy says yeah Mason's <laughs> supposed to be straight okay so mm-hmm. all, right. all right so yeah I, I was feeling okay. that like romantic connection. So Good to know. And yeah, Joseph yeah. Boza says, who's Mason? Which I think is <laughs> also a valid point. Everyone's what are the twins? Yeah. No, um, I get it, though. It's hard. It's hard to keep up There's a lot that. of new names. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so Far Away, which was the next one, which was Quinn and Tina. I loved. I always Quinn's loved. Range. Yeah. I love her. I love Quinn. Quinn? She, she rocked the song. This was made so, for her. Glee mm-hmm. occasionally pops up, like, on my random iTunes. When it's Quinn's voice, it, I, like, stop i just yeah. notice it it's yeah and that's how i felt again with this song tonight was that i just notice her voice it it stands out See, and I, oh, go ahead. oh and i gotta love like even though we didn't get the full song unfortunately but we did have the four girls actually talk to becky and give her good advice yeah it's like they're really just growing into the adults and like being the teachers towards everyone else like four years ago you would never thought that these girls would be in the same room as becky let alone speak to her so now just, or even like, as each other yeah and mm-hmm. so like now just giving good advice to it and being supportive i love that yeah i agree uh back to the actual song though what I, I, it's interesting you say that when you hear quinn's voice because i usually don't feel that way i love her character and i think that this i think her performance skills are very strong but i think her voice is very good it's not like this amazing incredible thing that is a showstopper for me so when they find a great song for her like this that i think she can knock out of the park i really appreciate it oh Mm -hmm. see you and i always on different sides i know That's why they're split. I know. We have to be far apart. It's okay. (laughs) You know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So, 
the final song of the night that you heard at the beginning of our episode, or I should say mashup of the night, you learn you've got a friend. This was, I think, my absolute favorite of the night. It just, it was like the return to season one, all of the old, like, glee club together. I don't know. It just made me smile. I loved it. I had goosebumps. And they're on the stage performing, too, and, you know, like, great big numbers despite how much is going on ends ends on the stage i feel like and 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 really felt like a glee club goosebumps i loved it i agree um just the song you learn alone i think the lyrics are so poignant and so mixing that in with you got a friend which is obviously lyrically genius and and just blows my mind every time i hear so the mashup together went seamlessly again um this was either my favorite or second favorite of the night for sure yeah. I kept wondering about that performance, though, since they did do it on the stage. I know all of the other seasons, aside from last, they generally ended the episodes with them performing on the stage as the Glee Club. Mm-hmm. But now that the Glee, Cu- Glee Club original is teaching a new Glee Club, do you think they'll all perform together, like both of them all together? Or will it start to be the new Glee Club, or will it be the well, old one? We heard that, this, they, do that? that they stayed an extra week, so we're, we're calling them the old directions. Um, <laughs> the old directions stayed an extra week, so I don't think we're going to see them for this entire season every week, uh, right which now. would mean that maybe the new directions will be performing there, but I don't think the old directions will consistently before forming that. Yeah, they're going to be interspersed throughout. Right. Um, which, is, it's okay, because we still get a little bit of each that we all loved. And, I mean, I, for me, personally, this was my favorite number throughout the whole episode. I watched this particular scene four times. It's so good. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. That sounds like you. I mean, it's our love for Glee. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Fair point going back a little bit. Selena Her wants to know, why does every Tina song get cut off? No. Poor Tina. <laughs> and they do, they no. made fun of Tina in tonight's episode. What is and Brittany was like, I stopped listening to your voice years ago because all you do is talk about yourself, which is kind of true. She is a little bit annoying, but I do feel bad for her. Because she's Asian. They, they, <laughs> Glee it's needs not. to get over that. It's because she pretended to have a stutter. That <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Weird thing to do. Gotta admit. Although I, I like that shout out too to that and then to Quinn pretending that it was Finn's baby. All their like <laughs> little lies at the beginning. Yeah. Really cute. Uh, yeah. I'm a long way. Yeah. I love the awareness the show has. They're yeah. like, yeah. we want that. It's season six. Yeah. It's like time to flash back and have those moments for sure. Agree. Um, are you ready for news and gossip? Anything you so this is a fun one to start off with. Uh, Naya Rivera tweeted, uh, or Instagrammed, I should say, a little picture from the set of Glee with a wedding veil. So, I'm so excited for that. I mean, I can't compare to the excitement of Roxy, but I'm still <laughs> very excited about that, that upcoming wedding. But, like, I'm a little confused because I feel like it can't be that far off that I shouldn't have got my invitation already. <laughs> so Save the dates are in the mail. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> we know it's going to be on a Friday. I was stressing. And I, only, I hear I get a one plus one, so start fighting now. <laughs> I'm right here. So. Oh, yeah. Amazing. It's true. Dips, my PIC, dips. baby. <laughs> Amazing. I feel like we all deserve invites, but whatever. True, true. It's fine. I can go with that. All right. So that's like a fun one. You should definitely check out her Instagram for that photo because, you know, who doesn't want a little sneak peek of the wedding? They would both be the two most beautiful brides of all time. Oh, they're going to be gorgeous. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. One more beautiful than the next. I know. Crazy. (laughs) And then in the casting news department, we had... uh, 
I just make that face because it's so weird. We're in season six, like casting news. Oh, not on this show. You no, mean. casting okay. news for <laughs> the actors. Oh. Leah Michelle uh, has, is not going to stop working with Ryan Murphy when Glee nice. wraps okay. up. Yeah, so she'll be in his new show called Scream Queens, and she's joining uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Amy, or Emma Roberts, excuse me, Ariana Grande, Joe Magnello, who I can never say his oh, name. Wow. I love him. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, he's, of course, in Magic Mike that I referenced <laughs> yes. earlier. Um, and it's about murderers on a college campus. So a very different show than Glee. So a little bit like how to get away with murder. But yeah. can we laugh about it being called Scream Queens, which yeah. is the name of that reality show? Does nobody remember that? No, no what is that? With the girls like competing to be the next uh, scary movie star or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, with Jamie King, go back and watch it. It's All hilarious. Right. Wait, but that already sounds like an amazing lineup I know I want to watch. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, come on. The yeah. talent right. on that show sounds incredible, I will yeah. say. And it's not like Ryan Murphy can do anything but make hits. Right. Yeah. So, And that's interesting about Emma Roberts because obviously Ryan Murphy does American, American Horror, Horror, so he probably yeah. pulled her over from that. Mm-hmm. I like when people uh, treat their own well and they yeah. keep, yeah. you know, I think that's cool. Yeah, it's absolutely. I'm excited for that show. It's, and it's something that I'm like not normally a horror person, but I'll definitely be checking that out. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like we need to enunciate our horror. I'm not usually a horror person. <laughs> horror. There you go. Are you John happy right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're not really both, so yeah. there you go. All right. Well, that's good. Um, and then to... I feel like we can briefly talk about this. It's made major news this week. Um, controversy over Naya Rivera did a guest hosting spot on The View, and she made a comment. They were talking about a news story having to do with how many times people shower a day, and one of the co-hosts, Nicole Wallace, talked about that she showers three times a day, and she said, and I'm quoting here. So Naya says this. Naya says this. I have a theory about showering, which is that I think that white people shower a lot more than ethnics. I feel like showering more than than once a day or every day is such a white people thing and she had Ooh. to in fact apologize for this um and <laughs> she was she was a co-host again later in the week and she said she meant it as a joke and of course i think that that's how i took it right? when i when i saw the quote well, clear, i'm but giggling think, like yeah. yeah i mean i think that's you should take that as you know a grain of salt but honestly i think it's the reason why she singularized like one race into that yeah. which is why a lot of people might have got heated over no it. i totally get it. people are, people have been offended for way less than that so yeah. i understand that that would offend people i just don't even really know what she means like i i'm i'm hearing the words but was she trying to tell us that she doesn't shower that often or i don't think that's what <laughs> she meant i think that's why it's a, it was probably like i understand being offended by things and absolutely that everyone has their right but it's just one of those things where I I take it as a joke. I don't know yeah. what she was meaning it as, like, an offensive way. It's also, like, not even a stereotype I've ever heard before. Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't shower three times a day. Definitely <laughs> not. Yeah. It cracks me up. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm glad she apologized just so she doesn't piss anybody else off, but... Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I it's one of But she has an opinion. It's the view. Yeah. Come on. It'll be interesting to see, though, I have to say, if she does more of that type of thing, if that's where she's taking her career, if she wants to do more view and hosting and that type of stuff. Yeah. I think that that would be a really interesting area for her. She seems... Power to her. Yeah, opinionated and... Yeah, definitely. Um, Ready for predictions? Yeah! And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Anyone have a big one they want to start off with? Well, I already (laughs) predicted that. I think we're going to be seeing some of the old directions in other high schools competing. 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's a more of a can this section be called hopes and predictions? Sure. <laughs> hopes and dreams and wishes and predictions. For you, hopes, dreams, You're so wishes, sweet predictions. To me. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I, I was thinking I was thinking earlier because we didn't see Artie tonight, um, which was unfortunate. But I think if we bring him back, I feel they should like touch more upon his handicapness. Because back in like two seasons ago they talked about he was looking at this program to research and walking again. I would like to them to bring that back and maybe have some inclusion with conclusion with that would you like would you think it would be realistic and or would you like to see him be able to walk by the end of this show i i I think maybe not like fully walk but at least like have another option that he can heal he can you know move forward and grow in a way that like he has something to look forward to yeah interesting i I always thought that it would have been way too far of a stretch for him to be able to start walking again so maybe Mm -hmm. even if it's not growth in that department but with uh, like becoming the director of a short that goes viral or whatever it is, growth in some way. Yeah, I would like career. To see that. That'd be cool. Um, I feel like I want to know more. I I know like Jane and Mason. We're not sure where this is going, but now that I have a taste of it, I want to know: Is this a romantic thing? Is it not? What's going on with them? And of course, I love all the old directors, so I'm curious about all that as well. But that's one where I was just like wrote a giant question mark in my notes because I need to know more. Well, yeah, now that I know he's straight, I totally dig it. They should yeah. totally yeah. be a thing. I'd be totally. You think fine. so? Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I, just, I don't think so. I like don't have the energy to be invested in another couple. <laughs> exactly. I always want to be. Exactly. Give me more. And also, <laughs> like I swear, I thought Mason was gay because him and the other cheerleader. I'm forgetting her name. That like the new one. I, I got too much of a Ryan Sharpay from high school. I did Madison. Madison. Yeah, Madison, yeah. I got too much of the, like that type of relationship. You, you yeah. know a couple that I kind of wanted to see, but this makes no sense because Sam is straight, but I kind of wanted to see Sam and Spencer. I thought the same I, thing. I don't know. I kind of felt so glad you said there. it. I Bold know. prediction. Well, it's, maybe it's just because I'm, and I'm sorry, I know that a lot of you out there are, but I am so not into Sam Sadie's, and some people have been talking about maybe seeing Sam and Rachel, and I don't want to see that, yeah. so I'm like trying to place him somewhere, and I really like Spencer. Sir? Well, maybe it'll be like a bromance. Yeah, yeah that'd be you cool too. I mean? The new bromance, but well, I love bro with Blaine though. That's, He's yeah. a serious bromancer. Well, yeah. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair, well, fair. we'll have to see where that all plays out too. I like the like bold prediction. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much for watching and hanging out with us. Um, we'll be back next Monday for more Glee Talk, so be sure to tune in then. And you can find AfterBuzz on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV and find me at Stephanie Wanger. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And you can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. See you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 